Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Music Challenge Podcast, where every week, three music-loving friends sit down and talk brass tacks about the music that has touched our lives. This season on the Music Challenge Podcast, we'll be talking about our formative four, the four albums that set us on our personal musical journeys. Where did your musical journey begin? Let us know who your formative four are. We'll be featuring listener selections along the way, and we just may feature your groundbreaking music grails. The albums that started it all for you and what you are listening to now. Let us know what we're missing out on and what we can be listening to. Email us at musicchallengepod at gmail.com or slide into our DMs at musicchallengepod on Instagram. Keep your eyes and ears peeled for weekly episodes featuring some of the most influential albums of our past, present, and future. And now, without further ado, let's jump into the latest episode of the Music Challenge Podcast. And welcome to the Music Challenge Podcast. My name is Andrew, and to my Zoom right, I have Rob. Hey, guys. Um, sorry I'm back on the headphones. Uh, I lost my mic just for an episode. We'll have it back next, but... Uh, you won't notice a thing. Hey, guys. Excellent. <laughs> You're the only and, person and that actually, cares, to, Rob. Yeah, to my close right in the center, because I'm on the far left, is Jed. Hi, guys. Hello, Jed. How are you? Second basement location. We'll see how this one does. Yeah, up, felt a little cramped and a little concrete encased. I was using my like storage room. Sounds was, good. Sounds but good. he's really on Tatooine, folks. He's really there. Yes, his background is then to your Tatooine, which <laughs> yes. is actually in a. Uh, it's actually in an African country. That whole set is, and it still exists. I wow. think you can go there. You can, I think it's like a, it's yeah, like you can a still Airbnb go there. or something. Well, it's like one of their prime tourist attractions or something like that. So wow. it's like, hey, we're a third world country with a Star Wars set in it. <laughs> right. With uh, the actual Tatooine set. That would be sweet. Yeah. So in any case, I'm going to keep going on here. Um, man, we are getting some choppy chop chop. Sorry about the clips out here tonight, folks. Um but our Facebook uh, is Music Challenge Pod. Just search for us there, and you'll be able to get on. That is our, our environment. You'll learn how to subscribe to the podcast, um, do anything you want. So like, submit, love. subscribe, you know, love, whatever. We get Sub- lots of, we get lots of hits. Guys. On to all types of them. So, um, yes, subscribe. Uh, Rob, why don't you give us the concept for this here podcast? So like I always harp on all you guys to send us your formative four, um, you know, our concept here is the four most formative records from your early music scene. So the four albums or artists or bands, but, you know, specifically records that sent you on your musical path. So, you know, if it took you in a wild direction cool send them to us guys one of them send us two of them send us all four we want and to hear music challenge pod at gmail.com yeah that's our email so send us your one four whatever give us give us enlighten us on something hey i noticed that we've gotten some downloads from uh europe france and germany 
Send us some kraut rock. Welcome, guys. Send us some yeah, kraut rock. Go. Oh, yeah. Hey, if you're in France, send me some French pop. I know there's a great pop scene in France. Or hip-hop, and, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, or hip-hop. And I know, like, Air is a giant band in France. And, you know, some... And let us Phoenix, know for on. that matter. I mean, that's beautiful French pop, right? Sure, sure. I believe we got a few listeners in the Phoenix area. Rob, I can hear you. Uh-huh. Uh, and well, uh, I was referring to the band Phoenix from France, but anyway. Oh yeah, so was I. So was I. So was I. <laughs> um, in any case, uh, that's a region of France where I get my wine from. Uh, <laughs> uh, while I'm wrenching on my car. Yeah, for tonight, what are we doing? Tonight we are covering uh, John D's pick of Fugazi, thirteen songs, which is. An amazing album. Yeah. And uh and then Rob pulled out our uh out of the box selection for this week, and it's uh Jawbox. Jawbox. For your own special for your own special sweetheart. Great album. Their first major label recording. Yeah, and I was um, not really familiar with them, but I dug them a lot. Yeah, I wasn't either. So, well, um, it, go it, ahead. Well, I guess you know. Um, my first surprise was a, like, again, they were kind of throwing a, a, a lot of different stuff at the wall to kind of sure. see what stuck. And, um, I don't think I was the only one to have this observation, but you can hear all, uh, there's a lot of, uh, you can hear their, their influences, uh, when they're playing. I mean, um, Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, it's, and what would you say? Like, it's, I mean, it's, it's, you well, know, post hardcore, but what would you say was there? I don't know. One of, there's, there's two that came up to me. One that's okay. going to be familiar, and one, one that's sure. not going to be familiar. And I didn't get these from okay. any list or Wikipedia or anything, but I felt like I heard some Husker do in there. And, absolutely uh, quite a bit of it absolutely it's kind of guitar driven with lyrics over the top type punk and overdriven um, guitar right but right. but but tight and technical and bob absolutely Moles, who do yeah. an amazing songwriter i i think jay robbins the the singer guitar songwriter um in jawbox would be delighted to hear you say that so who was the second uh, the second is a band that I know of called, uh, um, and they have other comps too, but uh, Pierre Ubu. Um, oh, wow. Who I, I believe is kind time. of a mid to late 80s punk band uh, that they're American and um, they just have, kind of have the same sound. And like, kind of like Husker Du, it's just kind of like um, this really overdriven guitar, lyrically oriented. Right. Type. Um, you know, Drew, uh, what was that? What was that statement you said about three chords and a what? Three chords and the truth. Uh, three chords and the, the truth. Punk is is like it's pretty much three totally. chords and the truth. That's all you need. And that's one of the greatest descriptions I've ever heard. Awesome. It's actually a Bob Dylan Dylan lyric. Either well, he he uh, he wrote some stuff, but anyways, yeah. So I love I love to hear those pairings. And being a DC 
post-hardcore band um, on Discord, which was the like darling indie label that DC seen um, and owned by basically Fugazi or Ian McKay from Fugazi. Yeah, I mean, um, didn't they kind of make it a little bit? That, they made that label? They did. Yeah. They did. And, and, you know, we'll be talking about Fugazi a little later, but now, um, email. Box, oh, that's right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Nope. I go was ahead. about to lead the conversation somewhere where it didn't belong yet. Um, John, <laughs> uh, so, Jawbox came from the same Jawbox DC. Jawbox signed team. early. Exactly. That, that, that post hardcore scene. And it all stemmed from, you know, like the hardcore scene or the straight edge scene in right. DC, which was huge. Um, right. And straight Jay edge Robbins, um, Exactly, and we'll explain that if you guys want to. I'll explain it. But anyways, straight it edge is, uh, as they well. say, nailed to the uh, cross, which means no substance whatsoever in your body. It means you're just sober, and that's how all. some uh, punks choose to do it. So whatever, for whatever reason, maybe they're underage, maybe they don't believe in it, maybe they're into something harder, whatever. Um, Clean living, something like Clean that. Living, something like that. So uh, usually it comes with a tattoo, of which I would right make sure I could wash off as soon as possible. Um, For sure. But in any case, go ahead. That's, that's so, straight edge. So they, they were that straight edge. So John Box was an early sign on Discord, um, recorded two records, Gripe and then Novelty with Discord, and then under much protest, signed with Atlantic. And they were being courted by all kinds of, uh, record labels because it was right in that alternative, you know, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains blow up. So they were out looking for bands and yeah, they kind of gave that, that them their term quite a bit. And in camp, a lot of like creative control and um, released for your own special sweetheart, which is amazing. But, and among um, music writers and journalists, like highly praised. never did much and it still holds up i mean it's just a good sure. record the album we're doing Go tonight ahead. was actually their wasn't that kind of their closest attempt at a uh you know kind of a uh mtv radio type career uh, yeah, with absolutely. the album what's the name of that out of the song that they chose is that made the most popular savory. savory savory that's right i kept on to say summer savory's a good song which is a it's a great tune but yeah. not the one I would choose as my single. I mean, the first tune, FF the first tune, six, which is a straight up, up punk. Uh, it, like as far as genre goes, it is the, this is what we're offering you as stripped down vintage punk. Right. And, and I mean, similarly in hats off to bands like Green Day who released stuff like Longview, right? Which didn't like hold anything back. It was just their thing. And it took off. I think, if Atlantic would have decided to release something else, it would have been a lot more successful. I really do. Um, so you said uh, they, they, uh, they maintained a lot of creative control? 
they did they did and i think a lot of that stems from discord i mean that was the whole thing with discord um see i didn't i didn't get a ton of like the like the I mean, I guess it's in there, but I didn't get a ton. I got way more. I, f- I felt like it was way more of an alternative record than. I felt like it veered in that direction too, but I felt like the first song was punk. Yeah, um, but it definitely, it definitely led me on a road to like continuing to listen to a whole bunch of other music this week. That was like, not usually my, t- you know, like I went down this like post-punk thing for that's you know, cool. the combination of these two. I just like went crazy with like regurgitating a bunch of old albums that I, hadn't listened to in years and that's what we're here for folks honestly that's what we do to take you on the musical journey exactly so do it like get into something look where that leads you right and this and that's where the whole idea of this formative four came from it's just how how your musical tree like grows it's really interesting if you stop and think about it so um John Box, super important to me, and I was delighted that these guys wanted to use it for this portion. I'd seen them um, a bunch, and not, I shouldn't say a bunch, two times um, in their heyday. So I saw them one, one, I don't know where the second one was, but the first one was at the Blind Pig in Champaigno. Oh, like, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, for those of you and who I, don't know, and a lot of you don't, I'm from Champaign, kind of. I went to high school and college there, at least. So, like, the Blind Pig is my haunt. Uh, it was his stomping ground, folks. It's where I saw my stuff. I mean, everyone's got their bar in their town where they saw their stuff, and that's the bar in my town where I saw my stuff. I know. Actually, I was supposed to go see the pumpkins there in the Jimmy Chamberlain area, and I was at wow. the front door, and something happened with the person I was with, so I did not make <laughs> it to the pumpkin show. Man, Everything oh man, happened. that's one of those. But so I'm so I saw him. Twice. It's a story. It's probably not in the best interest of telling. So, so I just <laughs> well, say this: this can, person was so wiped out. It. This person was so wiped out that I think she got to the door. I was with like someone I worked with. She was. She was easy on the ice, but uh, okay. I wasn't dating her or anything like that. But uh, but you were taking her to see the pumpkin. Well, we were kind of in a group, and then we ended (laughs) up driving together or something like that, or walking together. And like we get to the front door, and the bouncer's just kind of like, "I don't think so." And uh, and it was still like seven o'clock at night in the summer. You know, it was broad daylight. We were wasted on vodka, and. and he's yeah. just like so or she says at the door i can't remember she said i can't go in there it's like i can't go in there so she starts walking around catatonic uh, oh boy and then and you couldn't falls off a concrete ledge like a shipping Ooh. dock type thing oh my god dude and it had to call the ambulance Oh my and, god. And uh, I guess I could have gone back to the show. I mean, it was a <laughs> like, Siamese dream right, era. Peace out. See ya. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, however, I went over to my buddy's place and ended up watching All right, they got Fritz you. the Cat that night. So, uh, Good God. Uh, so, yeah. Quite a night. Quite a night. Uh, it, but that's my story about the blind pig. Tell us about Jawbox. So, like I said, I saw them early twice in their heyday, and then once recently, last summer, at um, the Metro in Chicago, and it was like their 20th anniversary um, 
release or 25th anniversary maybe of four year old special sweetheart and it was amazing it was the original lineup it was great i went by myself actually folks and drew chided me for that because he said don't go to shows by yourself I'll go well, to whatever it is you're going to go to. Well, I, I, makes I didn't mean don't go to shows by yourself because I've certainly gotten some by myself. But uh, what sure, I meant was, sure. dude, I'm but, right here, man. Any case, go exactly. ahead. Exactly. And I mean, I know better than that, obviously. But so anyways, um, they were just as amazing last summer as they were, you know, way back. And it was it was another one of those musical moments in my life where I'm watching live music and I start to well up. I'm like, it's so cool just because it makes me feel that's all. And I hope it does you guys too. So anyways, um, any last thoughts on job box? We need to, we need to cut to the chase and get to Bugazi, don't we? Yeah. Right on. Uh, no, no, no real. Uh, well, my last thoughts were, you know, you could really hear their influences. And, uh, you know, in, in that, I would say it was kind of, uh, uh, well, his could do was some Minneapolis, um, right. You know, and there was a little bit of Pixies in there. I could, I don't know enough For about sure. the Pixies to relate Absolutely. them to, to Box, but I know enough to relate the Pixies to who's could do and then relate that to Jawbox. Um, For sure. And the six degrees uh, of separation. So this this is a pretty good album. It's it's formative, I would say, for the band as well as for anyone who listens to it. For sure. Um, but if you want to spread your wings and check out some, uh, um, I'd say kind of off the map uh, nowadays. I mean, off the map for 1994 now uh, type hardcore. Give it give it a whirl, man. Give it a whirl. What's the name of that? The name of the album is. It's called it's it's Jawbox for your own special sweetheart and guys it still holds up today I promise you you listen to it it's tough to turn off um, love to hear what you guys think of this think of this record Jed oh I agree man it was uh yeah for, I keep coming back to the time to the time of it because it I keep re, I keep connecting it to a lot of music I was he- hearing like. in like ninety eight two thousand like stuff like that was sure. following it. Right. So I, you, you found like a lot of influences, their influences. And I just was like, I kept hearing stuff that came up after that, you know, like maybe they were a formative for, of a, uh, a band that, that was up and coming, like while they were for sure. to see them. Cause you could, you could just pick up little, little nuances and then like be like, I heard something in 2003 that sounded exactly like this. And like, you can right. always play that game of just. You know, kind of just right, you play. You can certainly play it either way. I mean, depending on where you're coming. Oh from. yeah, absolutely. So and uh, pretty pretty certain that. Oh, sorry, Drew. Go ahead. Well, I'm done. Go ahead. I was just going to connect this formative thing with the Deftones because they covered mm. Savory on their cover record, which everybody eventually does. It seems these days. Um, so <laughs> definitely, definitely a band that was listening to Jawbox when I was listening to Jawbox, which makes me happy because I like the Deftones. White Pony, great freaking album. Anyways, yeah, White Pony. Is that, is that predominantly a ska band or a punk band? No, I, I don't know what you describe. I don't know like what you'd call Deftones. Metal or something. It's like, yeah. or like emo metal. I, I don't know emo what you call metal. it, but it's cool. Maybe uh, like 5,000 people will 
email us and tell us. Hey, if anyone knows, exactly. please if tell us knows what to define the deftones for please, us. This is what it is, you idiots. Yes, please email us if you have a description of the Deftones at uh, musicchallengepod at gmail or get onto our Facebook at musicchallengepod. I want to know what the Deftones are. So, um, so you know, why don't we wrap this up and uh, we'll take a little break and why don't we go into the uh, break with uh, Savory and um, take a last look at uh, Jawbox and we'll move it on to Fagazi after the break. So sounds good. You in a couple minutes. Remember, everyone, we want you to submit your formative four. Tell us the musical seeds that set you on your path, and we might review one of your albums right here on the air. You can get on our blog at musicchallenge.fireside.fm or email us at musicchallengepod at gmail.com. Also, you can slip into our DMs at musicchallengepod on Instagram. Come as close to four as you can, but if you need more or less, that's all right, too. Remember... MusicChallengePod at gmail.com and you could hear us discuss one of your albums. Welcome back to the Music Challenge Podcast, everyone. Uh, thanks for... What's up? Uh, what's up? Hey, guys. Thanks for hanging on through the break. Uh, we just heard Waiting Room, a uh, little segment of it, uh, from Fugazi, who is our featured album tonight. Uh, Fugazi coming from the DC scene, uh, which is uh, all well and good. Uh, they are kind of a, a predecessor to our previous band we discussed, Jawbox. And um, and from the same and from the same Washington D.C. scene as Jawbox, uh, which was pretty heavily laden with punk, and uh, is sure. what a better place for it, you know, than the nation's capital, which you know, for the socially discontent genre of punk, 
Um, that's a that's a great place to be socially discontent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no kidding. Um, or an easy place to be socially discontent, right? I think it's an easy place to really dwell on what there is to be discontent <laughs> about. Um, For sure. Much less, it's a pretty oppressed type city. There's pretty. I mean, the city's got a lot of problems. Oh yeah, there's, pretty, there's a lot of challenges right. there. Crime and poverty, right? Right. Um, yeah. So. Go ahead. So back. Oh, uh, uh, so I mean, you know, to describe this album, thirteen songs. Um, basically, it was uh, the put together of uh, two EPs. Um, one being uh, something we, uh, I believe, one EP was recorded in June of nineteen eighty-eight, and the other one was okay. recorded in December. The one that was recorded in December was supposed to be an album, but they were not satisfied with the recordings. So they put it out as an EP and they mixed the two of them to make 13 songs. 13 songs. Interesting. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. So it's not just a clever name. It's not just a clever name. I think it's just kind of, (laughs) they didn't know what else to call it because it was two different albums. So one was called just Fugazi, uh, the first one, uh, which was after an American tour. And then the second one was coming directly off of a European tour. And uh, uh, they tried to record as soon as they got home and they were spent and were not happy with the recordings. So uh, they think they did release, that was Margin Walker, I believe was the name of that EP. And I got it, which is both, a song from 13 Song. About the 10th song, yeah. So, I mean, you can imagine 10 through 15 or whatever, 10 through 13. They just seemed them together, basically. Right. And in my opinion, (laughs) you can really tell. Um, I mean, not saying it's good or bad, but I was just like, that's a break. You know, there was a definite break. And you're absolutely right, because the second half of that record is like almost straight hardcore or straight punk to me. And I noticed it especially. Really? I didn't. Ne- I didn't necessarily notice it years ago when I came to this record. But I, as I've been listening to it for the last week or so, because I knew we were we were talking about this record, I was like, man, you can really. That is just goes straight punk to me. But I don't know. I don't know. Because this. So what the, do you think, Jed? Yeah. Well, I I, uh, I I was familiar with Fugazi a long time ago, but like I hadn't really given it. A ton of thought and then i th- i think maybe i mean i discovered it like when i was like going to see punk shows and but i was listening i had I, it didn't really like grab me okay. and then i hadn't listened to it for years and then i picked it up a few years ago and like re-listened to it and was like holy shit like where was i for like i could have gone and <laughs> see like it was crazy right. that i like that was a, missed out on that and that uh was you know, like thing. and that's the same thing i feel like with the you know like i was listening to the pixies while they were doing this album and like for me like it, that saying out he said it about Jawbox, but like there are certain things about them that i feel like were like immediate connections and then like sure yeah, I don't know, man. I, w- I wish I had like been listening to this record for a lot longer than I had. So, off. I was like 30 and I'm like, why was I not listening to Fugazi like when I was 15? Right. It's it's great. And, and my experience with Fugazi came back, um, you know, as I graduated high school and went to college. And uh, a friend of mine 
who was a drummer in a band in like the Chicago post-hardcore scene. They were called Gage. And he introduced me to a ton of this music. And Minor Threat at the time, and then like the Ashes of Minor Threat basically became Fugazi. Um, and, you know, Mar Minor Threat was a straight hardcore band, but Ian McKay, the, uh, Guy Picciato, and got together and they were both like pretty prolific songwriters. And they just traded, sang on each other's songs and created Fugazi, created the label Discord, um, and started signing DC hardcore bands and this was kind of their anchor and um it worked it really worked um it's almost like like they took hardcore and slowed it down a little bit made it a touch more technical and then like learned how to write songs really well um, yeah yeah it, and it had a lot for, for me it had a ton of uh connections to like tool and porcupine Absolutely. tree like all the like kind of like a proggy take on, on hardcore punk that you're not really approaching um i also like i went back and listened to a bunch of shellac oh, which is a wow. old sh uh, chicago band from same genre a little later maybe yeah. um a little later modest mouse like it, it like it brought me into Great. like the zone of wanting to listen to a bunch of that music and then like sure enough you read wikipedia and you're like all these people were really into them and you're like oh, nice. like there there's all the they, they were almost like a like a musician's musician where like everybody that we listened to like dylan back in the day or whatever but all these musicians that we listened to in the 90s were inspired by these guys you know what i'm saying or in the late 90s were inspired by these guys in the late 80s and 90s um, yeah i mean once again it has kind of that optimistic tone that uh, like at least like the first half does where, where it's i mean it, well it kind of does but they do take on their social issues for sure which are pretty serious um, absolutely yeah yeah i mean there's a song that deals with um, sexual uh uh sexual harassment violence, or just yeah, sexual violence uh, according to a live recording i heard the guy explained it and uh he's talking about you're talking about suicide right yeah yeah right and which uh, is which goes back to their to their straight edge days too i mean they they were super respectful to women was another straight edge trait which was super cool of course right 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 and um you know and there's also a song that deals with suicide i do believe um god what's the name of that song uh oh give me the cure give, and, give me the cure that's yeah, it we're, yeah you know you, you, we're pretty much you know i never thought about dying before uh is the ringing chorus and then you know it goes on to you know but the, but that song actually is it's gritty it's grungy it's greasy it's for sure it, it's it's really it's so many of these songs to me are like the hollow type of what you would talk about skate punk yeah absolutely yeah absolutely. i mean i can just ima was... imagine dudes doing half tubes while i'm you know while i'm listening to this
which I wasn't the prototypical um, fan of Fugazi. Did see them again, another amazing show I saw at the Bone Student Center for five bucks, folks. And that was a thing. The Illinois State Anybody, Student Union. Yeah, that's right. Bone Student Center, Illinois State. And any band that was on Fugazi's label, Discord, you could only charge $10 for your CD. I think it was eight for tapes. Something with, but you could only, <laughs> you could awesome also rules. only charge, hell yeah. And you could also only charge $5 for your live shows. So I saw Jawbox and Fugazi multiple times for $5. Wow. Um, and a cool, cool little side note too. Fugazi's sound guy has recorded multi-tracked almost every single one of their live shows. Yeah, and they're on Relisten so, if you want to hear them. If you want to hear some of them on Relisten.net. I tell you what, we're going to have to break here for our uh, our little Zoom connections. Okay, welcome back to the Music Challenge podcast. We just had to uh, take a break there while we reset the Zoom podcast or zoom transmitter which only allows us 45 minutes and of course we're trying to give you more than that so uh right Ted and rob still sitting in the same place hey uh, guys hey, hey so let's uh get back to this uh Ugazi thing um i had a question for you rob which you might be able to uh, clear okay. up sure and that is that there's definitely two lead singers here i mean i thought there right. was like a lead and then a backup but the backup definitely sings lead lead parts in different songs and almost an, almost an equal amount of songs. So, like, who is the backup dude? So it, I, I don't know. You guitar player? No, or? he he's he's the other guitarist, and his name is Guy Picciotto, and I, I'm pretty certain that's how you say it. But um, got a crazy and, voice. He does, and it and it's a kind of a cool compliment to oh. Ian McKay's harder edged voice. And I mean, they, his voice so, is so cool, man. It's like yeah. it, it, it it almost it almost rotates on the record, like one of his songs, then one of Ian's songs, then one of his songs, back and forth. And like I said earlier they sing back you know backing vocals on each other's songs and their voices complement each other so well they do i mean they're they're it's just it's just an indie like post hardcore hardcore band that is tight and formative to me in a different way than my formative four were but formative nonetheless and i'm assuming to a bunch of other people um yeah, I did. I mean, my formative four, I didn't really have, I had a really hard time pinpointing my punk roots. Um, mm -hmm. And so I, I'm not sure I have a representative punk album in there that said that really set me off. Or at least I Do couldn't anything figure from, out what it was. Um, anything from Naked Ray Gun, you think, maybe, that was like early on? Or when was that in? When did that come Oh, Naked life? Ray Gun didn't really, not until. Well, I was into it in Jesus high school, I think, because that's when I got my license plate, Ray Gun Five. Um, got you. <laughs> uh, I have seen Ray Gun Four, Ray Gun Six, and Ray Gun Two. Wow! Uh, out on the roads in different places. Um, right. 
Naked Regum was a bit later. I think. I mean, mostly. I think. I think. Okay. Around my senior year in in, in high school, I started to listen to Naked Regum. It wasn't until college that I'd start to go see them. Like when I was eighteen and above, like at like the Riviera and stuff like that. Sure. And uh, man, those those shows could be kind of rough. I mean, because there was a big mosh pit, you know, yeah, for sure. As for I'm violent. sure there were for Jawbox and Fugazi. It's just that well, that, that second piece just was, for, built for the live show. I mean, that was the thing is Fugazi was all about. So when when you got into like DC hardcore, post hardcore. It was all about pogoing. I, I believe that's what they referred to it as. And if anything got too rough in the center or in the pit, they would literally, and they did this at the Bone Student Center, they literally stopped the show and said, hey, guys, don't be violent because they were straight edge, which was cool as hell. So yeah. there'd be a bunch of straight edge punks like jumping up and down and, you know, they might bump shoulders here and there, sure. but it wasn't. Whereas the Chicago post hardcore scene was a lot different. I mean, it I mean, was. It was insane. I mean, oh, I was all yeah. about the mosh pits and whatever else. And like, you know, yeah, exactly. Moshing. And uh, so, your little so skanking they, move, you know, that you go across the floor and try, you know, kind of incidentally hit whoever you hit. And then, you know, and of course, there's one guy who's really out to cause damage all the time. And, just looking you know, for somebody to lay out. Yeah, right, he's got right. giant forearms and he's trying to like, you know, like he's playing hockey or something like that. I hadn't I hadn't seen a mosh pit in so many years. And then we went to that King Giz show. And like yeah. watched a huge, like a it looked like a tornado in the it middle of that. True. You, it, it was true. It, like, it was a ma- it was dude, at the Aragon, and it had, they had like half of the front of the Aragon was like a, a spinning. Yeah, cyclone. it was, it was pretty it, terrifying. And the OCs we, can get get that going on too, where you can almost see like looks like pulse waves coming out of the band. You know, or like it. I mean, I swear to God, when we were at King Giz, I felt like. Uh, I felt like they could make certain areas of the crowd react at certain times. It was just weird how I felt like they had a connection with the crowd. Yeah, and not course, to go not not to go off on a tangent, but I listened to the new King Giz album yes. today. I haven't yet. Is it and uh, and like I, I realized today, I was like that. Sounds King, like, familiar. I, 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 a I really like the format of the album. It's yeah. uh, what's it called? Uh, it, it, now, I, now I've paused I mean, on it. it. It's mostly live. It's mostly live. It, yeah, the, oh, chunky. I, I thought it was crusty. It, chunky shrapnel. And yeah. um, but yeah, it's like it's almost all live and it's all picks. It's like like how Umphreys does like a, a Hall of Fame every year where they pick like sure. their you know like and they assemble and and I think it like the format works really great for King Giz because like the first half hour of the, of the album, a ton of energy. Yeah. The first half hour of the album, Rob, because I think you would absolutely fucking love this song, is is a jam off of a song called The River, which is a okay. song off of an album called Quarters. No, just because. I you, feel like I've heard, I feel like I'm t- somewhat familiar with that song, but I can't be 100%. You might be, but it, the song, go, the song, the jam of the song goes on for like three songs. And it's like, nice. Wow. I mean, it's just like one of those things where it's a storm that comes up and approaches and then it like shocks you. And then you, you know, there's the leaving of the storm and, but it's always still the same storm, you know, it's just like, Jesus Christ, that is powerful. 
the the album I'm most familiar with is that one with is it fishes or something like I I, I can't even remember the name of the album. I could look it up, but um, mm. that's the one I'm familiar with. Mm. It's kind of it's like kind of crispy and poppy. It's it's pretty freaking cool. Um, anyways, we'll we'll find a name. That's the thing about uh, them is they play like a, a completely different genre. <laughs> For, yeah, yeah. For like every their album. last release like straight up metal well, am i right it was like a it was like a metalish type album it was i mean an approach jed, jed and i talked take, about it their take, their on, take metal, on metal because it's not like you couldn't put right. it up next to a metal band and say it's metal sure sure it's more of like um, their take on metal gotcha so we but yeah there's a lot of a little it. bit of little bit of a tangent there sure with, did. With yeah King sorry Giz, back that's, that's all good rewind <laughs> don't think you're not getting a full episode on king giz someday folks i'm gonna figure <laughs> out the question coming, that that's gonna happen i have it's certain coming, things yeah. that i want to present to you and i guarantee i will present the right questions to get those things presented <laughs> to you uh so fugazi i mean um i mean to me, it was like kind of like I think I said before. It's kind of the quintessential uh, skater punk song. In the the song uh, "Bulldog Front." I mean, like, you know, amazing. One thing I just fucking love is it's got this, you know, like, like Jawbox and like typical, prototypical punk. It's got the really heavy bass line, for oh, yeah. sure. I mean, as yeah. as great as their as great as their studio stuff is, when you would see them live, it was just it was an experience. It was it was great. Didn't know or did, couldn't expect what I was walking into when I, I must have been 20 years old at that point when I saw him. And the, and the only hardcore shows that I had seen up until then were at smaller venues, not like the Bone Student Center ballroom was big, but I was seeing people in VFW halls and, you know, church rec rooms and stuff. Sure. So to see it on this level, um, and you guys, like I said, you can get, get kind of that experience. Um, Drew said that it was on re-listen and, and yeah yeah I'm, I'm gonna dive into that pretty deep this week I think I, I think I think it's got about there's, five or ten sound guy. There. but it's there there's a waiting room vintage concert on there actually so if you uh, if you go to Fugazi's website too you can you can actually purchase the download of each one of these shows and there's hundreds of them it's oh, that's amazing cool. oh, it's wow. pretty cool you can preview them and it's pretty neat. Hmm, that's interesting. I mean, for a band like Fugazi to be doing that. Exactly. <laughs> been on hiatus that's why since I was so 2002. Shocked. That's hey. why I was so shocked when that was released. I heard a thing on NPR about it. And I'm like, wait a minute. Fugazi sound guy multi-tracked almost every one of their live shows. Wow. That and is I a looked, lot of effort. And they were, it was crazy. Huh. Absolutely. So how much are one of these shows, would you say? 
I th- it I think it's two ninety nine maybe. So that's a good for price. A that's what I was thinking. Because like you know, this show is what Jed fifteen bucks. Uh yeah yeah it's like buy, it's like cruises. buying like a it's like buying a CD I think yeah yeah so uh, maybe, quite a bit quite a bit difference yeah I mean yeah. obviously quite a bit difference in the product as well but uh absolutely um and, and a the, different philosophy <laughs> well different tax bracket <laughs> yeah so yeah, um, for sure <laughs> yeah I mean kind of got the Michael Jordan of guitar standing up there right and uh both east coast though yeah 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 <laughs> you know what i'm just i bet i bet trey is pretty well versed in oh i fugazi. bet trey's a giant I, fugazi fan because we actually did a fugazi song in our band practice but it was because our guitar player knows the umphreys version of the song <laughs> and did not even realize just, doesn't even know who fugazi is <laughs> So he's playing this song, and he's like, oh, check it out, dude. And he thought we were playing Humphreys. Like, like me and the drummer are like, I mean, I'm doing the whole... (laughs) And you and Tim Cherry look at each other, and you're like, oh. He's like, oh, we're playing Humphreys. I mean, we didn't know Humphreys did a version of the song. We were just... I just recently heard that, and I was going to say say that before you said this it warms my freaking heart that umphreys mcgee has covered waiting room before it just it it's awesome and you can you can hear it in a lot of their music i mean it's not yeah they they do they 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 like to tribute you know like i they they do it because they want to like they want to try uh, (laughs) want to get uh you know i feel like it's themselves to other bands i think they're trying to to like i don't know Regurgitate feelings of other, yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it's not a great cover. I, I mean, the ones I've heard, I've never seen it, and I've been in an Humphrey. Maybe show. I'll have to seek one of those out. Okay, folks, you're gonna hear <laughs> Humphrey, think- Humphrey's <laughs> McGee cover right now. <laughs> you, uh, all right? Did you enjoy it? <laughs> I've never done that before, no. but yeah, here we are. Not a great representation of. Of what Humphreys can really do because they're a great band. Sure, you check them out. Sure, no, but not. Oh wait, so oh, okay, all right, all right. Um, when, they, when they go ahead, go ahead, Rob. When, oh, maybe there's a great come, one out there. I don't know. I, there's gotta. Do you be think there's a quintessential waiting room sitting out there somewhere that we're missing? I don't know. All right, well, so folks, he, he, folks so Drew is I will simply, I will simply, just in case you were clear, I will simply Google best waiting room ever. By Humphreys McGee, and so around Margin Walker is when when the album seems to change, and it changes into like we said, this was a, a compilation of two EPs, extended play albums for you kids, and um, and I would say that the two definitely sound different, and absolutely, and I guess what I got from the Margin Walker material, because honestly, I didn't know the timeline. Was I thought it felt more progressive than than the uh, original first eight songs or whatever is you sure. know, before margin. Uh, Mar- which were the first seven, margin, obviously. Right. In waiting room, waiting room being one of those songs, and probably Fugazi's most popular tune. It, it's absolutely Fugazi's most popular tune. Um, yeah. But it definitely takes takes a 
a clear turn at Margin Walker, which was the EP added onto the ESN. Um, right. And it's a it's a cool turn. And I'm again seeing their roots, their hardcore roots there a little bit more more apparent there than. Huh. It uh, seems to me that than like the, uh, tunes. Like uh, Margin Walker is more of where they went to after, but you would know better than I would. I mean, is this more representative of their later stuff, Margin Walker? Yeah, and and it seemed like you know um, this was their first um, delve into the studio, obviously. So as they continued, um, repeater. Um, in a, my favorite Fugazi album, Steady Diet of Nothing, which is amazing. And it's got a lot of guy tunes on it. Um, and I love, <laughs> like you said, I love his voice. Picciato's voice is amazing. I love Ian McKay's voice too. But their tunes just complement each other so well. It's really fun. It's really cool. Yeah, I mean... I mean, the second guy's voice is like not Ian McKay, uh, Picciato. Picciato, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, his voice is so distinct. He, I mean, it's, and he knows it. I think he, sing, he sings with a style of it where it's, where it's just like, it's more of like a, it's not quite singing. It's like, tell you how it is type voice or something. Right. He's almost, he's almost like, uh, almost talking, but like, extending his words as he talks it's kind of cool the way he right does it. i love it a lot of punk a lot I most punk it. doesn't involve real singing but right. uh yeah i mean his voice itself is just like i don't know it's it's just a really really cool affectation to you know the music and you know what you know i mean there's really you can't teach that no that's for sure um i think it's yeah, kind of awesome I mean, that the two guys have like neither of them has the ego to, to let to have someone like to, also sing along you know like to stay be on the same wavelength true. you know there are right. a lot of it sounds I mean, I guess like that goes with just like their scene because it's not the same as you know a rock band right it, it and like, i mean that was part of their thing too they you know neither one of them if you notice they don't take guitar solos they just don't do it. The yeah, whole band no. kind of goes off on a jam. That's kind of straight edge. But there's no, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Coming again from their straight edge, the hardcore roots. Yeah, no oh, solos, yeah. represent the ego, that type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rob is just strapping on his N91 ventilator right now. <laughs> uh, oh, geez, dude, I have to edit that out. No, you don't. I'm not it's sure you do. <laughs> where I sit right now, fella. All right. Just saying. Right. My mother is the only person I'm worried about. Well, um, mine too. That's true. That's true. Uh, no <laughs> listeners from Pennsylvania yet, as far as it I know. It wasn't me. It was Drew. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I didn't do it. It wasn't me, everyone. It wasn't me. I swear to God, it wasn't me. Someone handed it to me. I was passing it somewhere. Yeah, really. Someone just shoved it in my pants. I was keeping. Made me do it, mom. Um, there was also like some uh, stuff off of uh, the Margin Walker EP, or you know, the second half of this that I thought harkened back to the first half of this, which would kind of make sense because you know there was a whole tour in between, a long tour, a long European tour, right. Uh, in between the recording of these. So the music was going to progress some, and I think actually the band progressed some 
where because there's more kind of progressive out in front bass lines uh it definitely just sounds uh you know there was a shift in there somewhere um, it's, it's absolutely touching on progressive and i love it that you say that because i didn't know it at the time again when i was listening to it but i listen back to it now and it's it's there and it in it influenced obviously the New York hardcore scene too. I don't mean to go off on tangents, but bands no, like Helmet and and Quick, Bad Brains. Helmet and Quicksand. Um, yeah. And now you're talking I mean, about those, more. Yeah, you're, you, you and I both it, discussed I mean, that, like these these bands, these kind of New York hardcores that you're talking about. Um, to me, they border on heavy metal a little bit more absolutely than, than absolutely. I remember. But that could just but, be the progression of hardcore because, frankly, I was well, out of we, it by 1993. But with kind of like hardcore sensibilities or punk hardcore sensibilities, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, like kind of do what they want, write songs about what they want, and play them how they want, you know what I'm saying? But with that progressive tone as well, because everybody's like on point. Right. You know, later in my teens, formative in, in uh, the respect that it, it got me into other hardcore post hardcore music and then eventually led me to stuff like tool um and like jen had mentioned hmm, that's different um, me. john john d thanks for the suggestion when yeah. i saw 13 songs pop up i was delighted yeah these yeah. guys were um, super stoked to see it <laughs> yeah yeah john thank you very much uh pound on the chest for you uh personally like it, my exposure to uh waiting room was like someone had tagged it onto a uh like the second side of a tape you know you record an album and there's a song hanging oh, over yeah. on the second side of the tape and to fill the room they right. put waiting room on there sure and that, that's how i first got into it and i didn't even know when it was released when it was anything it could have been rather recent i don't even know at the time and um and actually uh <laughs> uh, like Fugazi played this little lecture hall in Champagne. I completely missed it with one of my favorite punk bands from Champagne. So oh, wow. yeah, so I, I kind of you know thought of that, but uh, um, you know, Champagne it snuck had out. a little bit of a hardcore scene too. Absolutely, absolutely, and it, it was fun. It was fun because you were these were people you knew from high school and whatever else, and. Sure. Uh, um and they were definitely appointment shows i mean it was just like oh i'm not missing that type of shit you know right. blind pig out the ass Woo! Oh, i didn't mean to say that but back uh, to the pig. <laughs> uh, going back to the blind pig the bar of my uh my upbringing so in any case i think we're about to uh wrap it up here on fugazi um it's been a hell of a trip. I want to encourage everyone to go back to our Facebook page, Music Challenge Pod, see what's going on, see what the new releases are. Um, and, uh, you know, in general, uh, just enjoy the cast. Go back to later, you know, previous episodes you might not have checked out. And we appreciate everyone for participating and listening. Um, helps a lot. The loves, the likes, whatever else. So we appreciate that. And uh, any last words, gentlemen? Thanks, guys. We'll yeah, see you thanks. next time. Everyone hang in there.
All weird right. time to be alive. Absolutely, it's a weird time to be alive. So I guess I'll say this. Stay safe, folks. So in yeah. these times. Yes. In quote unquote these times, unquote. So all right. Uh we'll check out next time. And thank you very much. Bye, y'all.